Welcome to Wayfair, where we're just running down a dream, working on that mystery, going wherever it leads, especially if it leads to milkshakes. In the midst of the slurry of sound bites, this podcast is like antimedia. It's filled with gaps and places for you to join in and respond. It's like a pair of rollerblades for your soul. Just kidding, it's really not. Remember rollerblades? Ah, the 90s. It's only half finished on its own, though. It needs you to be complete. Together, we'll explore a variety of spiritual practices, old and new, from responsive readings and quiet reflection to Lectio Divina. Now, so far, we've been focusing each day on one of five spiritual postures. Gratitude, honesty, openness, generosity, and freedom. But during Holy Week, we're going to change our focus a bit. And each day, we'll be asking the question, What does Jesus mean to you? These episodes will be a little more freeform, and you'll find spaces and pauses throughout for reflection and prayer. As we share together, we'll walk with Jesus through the events of Holy Week. So, join in as you feel led, unless you're still lacing up those rollerblades. And if you are, watch out for cars and small rocks and other rollerbladers. Wait, don't worry about the last one. So, listen to your heart. Be attentive to the spark of the divine within you as we journey together. Melissa, will you pray with me? I will pray a line and then leave space for you to respond with, lead us in the way of love. So after each line, you can respond with, lead us in the way of love. Let's pray together. Where nights are long and sleepless. Where the howls of hate resound. Where kindness is a stranger. Where creativity is bullied. Where prejudice calls the shots. Where there's no room for disagreement. Where there's no space for difference. Where nights are long and sleepless. Where dawn is just about to break. Amen. Men have said 
foundation for my life and my role model. He is my safety net and what keeps me going. <laughs> Jesus means to me the Son of God. He died to save us. But I do want to say the Lord means everything to me. I couldn't live without him. So it's a wonderful thing to have him in your life, especially when you grow older and everything. He's so close to you and everything. Answers your prayers. So thank you for doing this. At Christmas, we read the words, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And at Easter, we see the price of that commitment. For me, the incarnation of Christ means that being human is a significant thing to be. And I need to cherish that life because God was willing to become that life for us. It was Tuesday, the last week of Jesus' ministry. Here's Mark's account. Early in the morning, as Jesus and his disciples were walking along, they saw the fig tree withered from the root up. Peter remembered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, look how the fig tree you cursed is dried up. Jesus responded to them, Have faith in God. I assure you that Whoever says to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and doesn't waver but believes what is said will really happen, it will happen. Therefore I say to you, whatever you pray and ask for, believe that you will receive it and it will be so for you. And whenever you stand up to pray, if you have something against anyone, forgive, so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your wrongdoings. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jesus is the example. Uh, he is the one who, re who was responsive to other people. He responded to people where they were 
not in judgment, but in love. Sometimes he gave them tough advice, but he was always responsive to others. I like the word responsive better than responsible toward, but because responsive is seeing them where they are and meeting them there. The story of the Good Samaritan is the, uh, his parable, which he exemplifies that. You know, so. Jesus means that I can be loved unconditionally, and there's that possibility that exists. Jesus spoke to them in parables. A man planted a vineyard, put a fence around it, dug a pit for the wine press, and built a tower. Then he rented it to the tenant farmers and took a trip. When it was time, he sent a servant to collect from the tenants his share of the fruit from the vineyard. But they grabbed the servant, beat him, and sent him away empty-handed. Again the landowner sent another servant to them, but they struck him on the head and treated him disgracefully. He sent another one. That one they killed. The landlord sent many other servants, but the tenants beat some and killed others. Now the landowner had one son whom he loved dearly. He sent him last, thinking, They will respect my son. Those tenant farmers said to each other, This is the heir. Let's kill him, and the inheritance will be ours. They grabbed him, killed him, and threw him out of the vineyard. So what will the owner of the vineyard do? He will come and destroy those tenants and give the vineyard to others. Haven't you read the scripture? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this, and it's amazing in our eyes. They wanted to arrest Jesus because they knew that he had told the parable against them, but they were afraid of the crowd. So they left him and went away. Jesus means to me, um, both um, through his life and death, that I am loved by God no matter what, and that I can love, that gives me freedom to love myself, um, and that I'm also given the courage and the, uh, the challenge to um, speak for those, maybe not even speak for those, just to love those uh, on the margins uh, and fight for equality that Jesus did. experts heard their dispute and saw how well Jesus answered them. He came over and asked him, which commandment is the most important of all? 
Jesus replied, The most important one is, Israel, listen. Our God is the one Lord, and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your being, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, you will love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. The legal expert said to him, Well said, teacher. You have truthfully said that God is one and there is no other besides him. And to love God with all of the heart, a full understanding, and all of one's strength, and to love one's neighbor as oneself is much more important than all kinds of entirely burned offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he had answered with wisdom, he said to him, You aren't far from God's kingdom. After that, no one dared to ask him any more questions. Rachel, and I would like to share with you a little bit about what Jesus means to me. Many years ago, the first spiritual director I had taught me a form of meditative prayer called the elevator prayer. And in that prayer, you enter an elevator in your mind, take it slowly down to your heart where you exit and spend time with Jesus. But before you get on that elevator in your mind, you take your troubles and your stresses and your worries and put them in a backpack so that you can leave them behind and go meet Jesus free of those things. So for me, Jesus is the one who is waiting for me when I exit that elevator in my heart, sitting by a gurgling stream in a wooded area with rays of sun shining through, the one who lets me sit down and place my head in his lap like a little child, where I can rest free from those burdens of the world for a time. But for me, Jesus is also the one who, when I get up to go back into that elevator, joins me there, takes the ride with me back up to my mind, exits the elevator in front of me, and picks up that backpack full of burdens and places them on his shoulders and continues to walk with me for a time so that I can rest without carrying the weight of the world. Thank you. So now maybe you would like to try the same prayer that Rachel just mentioned. We can imagine ourselves walking to that elevator taking off our backpack and putting in it all those burdens, those worries and fears and cares and responsibilities that are burdening us, leaving that bag there and then moving on to the elevator and going down from that place of our minds and our intellect 
into that place of our heart where Jesus is waiting to meet with us. And then, as the elevator opens, we can walk out into that space, whatever it might look like, where we can spend a few minutes with Jesus with no agenda. Then, after we've finished with that time together, Jesus comes with us back up the elevator and out into the world. But this time, he's carrying those burdens for us. So let's spend a few minutes together being attentive to God.
Wayfair is a production of Central Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky. A loving, healthy, and progressive gathering of Christians where everyone is welcome, no exceptions. Find out more about Central at LexCentral.com. There you'll also find links to subscribe to this podcast with iTunes or Stitcher. If you like the show, don't forget to share it on Facebook or Twitter and send us your comments. You can get in touch with us at info at LexCentral.com. This episode was produced by me, Aaron Austin. Thanks to everyone who joined in. And thanks to you for listening. Join us tomorrow for another step along our journey.